1: I heard the ride before cam, got the shit to pop, the doors closed. I felt like bad boy street team, I couldn't work the locks, now let's go, take them back to the plan, me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. any pessimists, I ain't talk to them, Cause I ain't had no phone in my apartment, let's take them back to the club, it's about an hour I stand on line, I just wanted to dance, I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance, I just wanted to shine, J favorite line dog in due time, now he look at me like damn dog, you but I am. Pop legend, I think I died in an accident, cause this must be heaven Shit to back with slick Rick got the shit to pop. I'd do anything to say I got it. Handle new loafers, hurt my pocket. Before anybody wanted K.S.B.s, me and my girls went to Burger Yacht, K.F.C. Dog, I was having nervous breakdowns. Like man, these niggas that much better than me. Baby, I'm going on an airplane, and I don't know if I'll be back again. Sure enough, I sent the plane tickets, but when she came, the kicking things became different. Any girl I cheated on, she to skate it on, couldn't keep it at home, thought I needed a knee alone. I'm trying to right my wrongs, but it's funny them same wrongs, let me write the song now. Who's on third? Lupe still like loop in the third. Here, like here, till I'm bitter on the curb. Peach fuzz buzz, but bit on the verge. Let's slow it down like we're on the serve. Bottle shaped body like Mrs. Butterworth. But before you say another word, I'm back on the block like I'm laying on the street. I'm trying to stop lying like a am umrah, but I'm not lying when I'm laying on the beat. Ungar, a touche Lupe, cool as like the unthaw. but I still feel possessed as a gunshot. She come as correct as a porn star, And the fresh pair of steps in my best for a car.
0: Welcome to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Woo, man, that felt like ten strong cups of coffee in a row, didn't it? Uh, that of course was a mashup with with Mr. Kanye West or Yay, as we're supposed to call him now, and uh and this band called Mike Snow, M I I K E Snow. Uh, it's their song "Animal." I love Mike Snow. They've been a band since two thousand seven and. Uh, one dude is like an American singer, but the other two guys are from Stockholm, Sweden. and something interesting about Stockholm, I'm not making this up is that they produce per capita some of the best pop hit makers of the world. I'm not joking. Uh, they are like they they almost teach kids how to write pop songs over there. Uh, so two of the guys in Mike Snow, They have a uh, collaboration moniker called Bloodshy and Avant, and if you guys don't know their work, you have definitely heard their work, you just don't know their names. They have uh, worked with such artists as Madonna, Kylie Minogue, um, and you might know, because they won a Grammy for uh, the song Toxic, by Miss Britney Spears and I love that they do this but then they have this kind of alternative side project uh you know that'll play music festivals and things like that they have three amazing albums that I, I I love them so much but um I just thought I thought you that was a little fun fact maybe you could bring that up at the Thanksgiving dinner table guess what I heard have you guys heard of this band Mike Snow mom and dad um, have we all prepped our... Have we prepped the conversation for Thanksgiving night? I So here's the deal. If anything goes wrong at Thanksgiving, I always used to say to people, you got to bring a copy of Cop Without a Badge. The, uh, you know, the, the the Real Housewives of New Jersey Daniel Staub book. Because in the first season, remember, the book gets thrown down on the table, which leads, it, you know, to the 19 times prostitution whore! With Teresa Giodici of course... So I always say, if things get awkward, always bring a copy of Cop Without a Badge so you can just throw it down in the middle of the table if things get awkward. Half of the people will not know what you're doing at all, but it definitely will break up whatever conversation, whether it be political, whether it be what you're doing with your life, it will end that conversation. You'll, <laughs> you'll entirely send the evening into a different direction. Hi, folks. How are you today? Are you good? I'm driving back to Arizona tomorrow. It is one of those days where... I had 80 billion things to do and I've only done about 2 billion of them. So, um, as soon as I start recording, I'm literally like, oh man, this is when I need to organize my sock drawer. When you actually start doing the thing that you're supposed to do, your mind thinks of like 30 other things that you're like, ha, I'd rather be reading that Jerry Seinfeld book that I haven't read for the past 15 years. It's just looking at me right now. Uh, Anyways. Um, (laughs) so uh, you could talk about, you could do the cop without a badge trick, the other thing, I would love to see how many people could do this and just let me know what happens. Remember, the show does have a um, uh, a cell phone number that you can call and leave messages. I've started to go through some of the messages that we're going to be doing an all voicemail show pretty soon. And uh, <laughs> Tanya Beattie calls all the time. I love it. Um, But please call. Let me know what you do over your Thanksgiving dinner. But this is what I want. I want just kind of normal, like, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? And then if somebody could say, um, you know, uh, do the whole, like, there was a burglary. Tom confronted the burglar. Um, His car rolled eight times. He had to go under eye, eye surgery. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. If you could do the Erica Jane, like... He rolled his car eight times. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. If you could do that monologue, that would be amazing. Uh, if you could bring up Jen Shaw at the Thanksgiving dinner table, like you don't even just kind of just throw it out there, like everybody knows what you're talking about. Don't expect an answer, and just see if anybody if anybody takes the bait. I would love to see how many families react. Be like, excuse me, what did you say? Huh? Oh, oh. Did your friend your friend rolled your friend rolled their car? Oh, that sucks. I do wonder when things like um, of the nature of like Erica Jane pops up, that might be a little bit more known because I think that actually made the news news, which is very exciting for a Bravo lover for you know to cross over because we've known about this shit forever, but when it gets you know brought into mainstream news, it's like when your favorite band gets popular and you're like. Tch. Man, I've been listening to that band before they were even anybody. I was day one Phoebe Bridgers fan. Day one, baby. That's how you are with Bravo. You'd be like, I'm day one, and now it gets brought into the mainstream. You know, you're OG fans, you guys, no matter what happens in the Bravo universe. Um, a couple pop culture stories before we get to our guest today. And this is, I got to tell you, this was actually a really surprising conversation. I had such a great time talking to this person. You know, I'm not saying I didn't expect to, but... But I was just, she was just so chill and cool and open. Um, The show Selling Sunset, one of the main characters uh, these past couple of seasons is a lady named Amanza, A-M-A-N-Z-A, Smith. And she is our guest today, and we get to spend about 45 minutes talking to her, and she was just great. I was really, really surprised at how open and how cool and how funny. Uh, She was just great. Uh, I'm playing her because on the 24th, the season premiere of Selling Sunset on Netflix all the episodes drop for the new season, and I am very excited. Selling Sunset's one of that with those weird shows that it's so glossy, and the music is so loud and good, that you're like, is this amazing? I can't tell if this is amazing. And I've just grown to accept that it is amazing. And we all watch it, we all love it, and you kind of just burn through it really quickly. I mean, my God, there's a guy named Romaine on it. He, uh, you, you You have to love a show where a guy is named after a form of lettuce. Uh, they're all beautiful. They're all pretty. The homes are beautiful. It is just, I keep saying glossy, but it is just so slick. It's like candy. It's so sweet, you know, but I can't wait for it. Uh, a couple other TV news uh, items. I saw this. Do you guys know the Anna Delvey story about the, uh, you know, she, she tried to pass herself off as a German heiress and ended up... Um, uh, you know, just conning. She was a con artist in a way, served jail time. But of course, Shonda Rhimes is now doing a Netflix series on her. And the first one minute trailer popped up today. And the chick from Ozark is uh playing her. And, you know, she has an Australian accent, I believe, in the trailer. So I was a little shocked about that. But the the actress from Ozark is so good. You guys know who I'm talking about? I'm trying to find her name. She is just a really amazing young actor that kind of blows me away. Uh, Julia Gardner is her, her name. She plays Ruth on Ozark. Well, she plays Anna Delvey. I know a lot of my listeners probably know this story. I think it was an article also in the New Yorker. Maybe I could have that wrong, but that kind of broke this story or maybe it was New York magazine or something, but it, it's a fascinating article that came out like two or three years ago. She's already served her jail time. She's out. But you know what I love about it? It's all about this girl used kind of the culture of. Uh, celebrity, the culture of fame, you know, name even celebrity fame. And we talk about that all the time on the show, right? Like the culture of celebrity and fame, especially when it comes to the Kardashians, you know, and now it's just so interesting is that it's almost like the culture is eating itself right now, you know? is that we're getting series produced by Shonda Rhimes, one of the most powerful women or per people in TV of all time because of Grey's Anatomy and like she has a chokehold on the ABC lineup in terms of quality television shows and now she's moved on to Netflix, Netflix with Bridgerton and things like that. But now we're getting series made about people passing themselves off as famous for wealth and all of that uh, all of that stuff. And I find that just interesting. It's just everywhere. We're making shows about people that have real life con people to earn money by using fame. It is so interesting. And we talked a lot about that with Sophie on Monday. We always talk about the Kardashians on Mondays, usually because they really are just working overtime all the time. And today is no different, folks. We had the hickey heard around the world. Pete Davidson has his first hickey. For Miss Kim Kardashian. And you guys, it broke the internet. It is so funny. TMZ did the worst job reporting it. They're like, Pete Davidson has hickey. They're eating in Santa Monica. And it was the darkest, grainiest photo where his whole head looked like a hickey. Where I was like, is Pete the hickey? Who's the hickey? Does he have a hickey? The Daily Mail now. Daily Mail got a clear shot of that hickey. And I got to tell you, Daily Mail is going to win the Pulitzer this year. That is amazing. The the photo they got is amazing. Um, I just love it. It's like, how much are these photos going for? Like back in the day, you could make like 500 grand from like back in like the 2003, 2004 from these photos. But guess, guys, I've talked with this. Say it out loud with me. Guess which company took these photos. Say it with me. One, two, three, backrid. Backrid once again has these photos. Now, backrid has had all of the Kim Pete photos. Backrid had the photo of uh, Kim going to Wyoming to visit Kanye, the shot of them at the Jack in the Box where she's crying in the car. Backrid is the Kardashians' number one, um, uh, you know, photo photography outlet that they call to get staged photos. Now, when I say staged photos, I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm not saying they're not knocking boots. I believe they are knocking boots. Guys, for those who don't know what knocking boots means, it means making love, having sex, doing the hippity dippity. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I this could be totally real, but I'm also saying just like everything in the Kardashian's life, even if it's totally real, they want to make some money from it, you know? They're like, yeah, I, you know, mommy's got to eat. Mommy needs a new pair of shoes. Mommy's going to do a loop giveaway. Um, So it really does seem to be um, fully, I mean, this relationship is in full swing. We're on an off week on SNL, so what we would expect or what I would like for you guys to expect. We're going to get some Thanksgiving photos. We might get some photos of Pete having some Turkey with the Kardashians. I know Pete's very close with his mom. So I hope she maybe comes out or she's taken care of. Cause I know they're close, but the thing that I'm dreading the most is for the first picture of Kim's best friend, Jonathan Chebin, AKA food God, who has a show on discovery plus now for some reason, my God, God, why? But like, he is so thirsty. He's always the guy that, like, anybody that Kim dates. Like, he's like, oh, he's like Kanye with Kanye. You're amazing, Kanye. I wear all Yeezus now. I don't know why that's my food god voice, but it is. Um, so I imagine the same ass kissery will go directly towards Pete Davidson. Watch out for the first photos of all of that. But I mean, I also read a um, a blog today or a rumor rumor blog that was saying that Chris definitely wants Pete to be a part of the Hulu show. You remember Keeping Up With The Kardashians ended on E! They brought it over to Hulu. It's going to be under a different name, but it pretty much is the same reality show. And I just don't... I mean, that rumor to me, it's like fanciful at best. I... Like, Pete doesn't need that at all. I feel like that would be a little too much. But at the, at this point, you guys, all bets are off. It's already too much. Like, I don't... I couldn't have predi- i was texting with my friend and i and we were taught we said um we were both saying just how shot i mean like i just didn't see this coming just think about it and i know everybody's like he's a funny guy probably listens probably like you know, another thing I was thinking, it's probably because he's just so used to being around celebrities, it's like no big deal. Like, if I was around Kim Kardashian, I would just be shitting. I would be cross between just sweating all the time and shitting myself. Shitting myself, sweating. Like, it'd literally be like, you know, like, so why is Ryan been in the bathroom all night, you know? It would be like, Mom, I need you to bring me a change of clothes. I've literally shat myself at, uh, <laughs> at Craig's in L.A. Um, so... I would say prepare to see Thanksgiving photos. Um, I'm really fascinated. And the other thing, and I I hate to say this, but the Kanye of it all, you know, he has always been known to be a very reactionary dude. Um, And we have not gotten a per se reaction around the Pete Davidson stuff. And, you know, maybe he's grown me, but at the same time, I listened to like a two hour podcast. He was on a couple weeks ago, this podcast called champs that he just did a couple weeks ago. And on the podcast, he was saying, yo, SNL Saturday Night Live had Kim on saying that we're divorced. We aren't divorced. No papers have been signed. Our kids want us together. And everybody's clapping of like, yeah, belong together and all this stuff. So on that, it made it sound like there was still hope. And it just, I mean, I guess whenever anybody gets a shred of hope, you want to bring out Pete Davidson with a hickey on his neck. And I think that is literally, it's like, I don't know, man. Oh, you know, and I got to tell you, and I know, I know Kanye is probably one of the most famous people in the whole wide world, but first off it, and also I will say in terms of their relationship, I can totally see why Kim potentially bounced. I can see all of that, but you guys know, like I know fucking love hurts. You know, breaking up with people hurts. It all hurts. I remember that relationship I was in. I've talked about this many times. Was with her in high school. Went. We were together all through college. Then we moved out to LA together. And we were like, you know, like we grew up together in a way. At the time, I felt like we were like so adult. But now looking back, I realize like we were just kids. And um, I remember we split up. Because she had hooked, she, she started dating, like, out of nowhere, she started dating one of the creators of South Park. And it was one of the most brutal fucking times of my life. I think I've told the entire story on this podcast. I think I've talked about it on the Patreon before. But, but it was brutal. I had, I had never gone through a breakup like that. It was the breakup where your friend pulls you aside and says, okay, you're a mess, but you're only going to hurt like this one time in your life. You're only going to be this in pain one time in your life. And up to that point, I mean, I've had a lot of pain, I've, I but like that was the worst because, you know, your heart's not used to it. It's like a muscle like anything else. That first time, it just fucking hurts. And then, you know, you, you get used to it and you get jaded and all that stuff. But I mean... The thing with the Kanye, I just wonder if it keeps him up at night that it's Pete Davidson. I mean, it would be one thing if it was Randy in accounting, you know, it's Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson's hooked up with Ariana Grande, the chick from um, uh, Bridgerton. Uh, I mean, the guy has a very impressive resume in terms of ladies, and he seems like a genuinely good guy. That's got to drive Kanye crazy. I, I mean, I really want to know his thoughts on this. And also, I just, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. And I know it's silly, a grown man fascinated by this, but, but come on, you're a little fascinated too. And I know everybody's like, okay. And even even uh, Sophie, you know, is saying like, well, this is partly to distract from Astroworld. Maybe a little bit, but come on, Pete still has, you know, he still has free will. You know, he's not owned by the Kardashians. And I just don't think he would sign up to do that, to distract from something else, you know, I would hope that he was still somewhat normal where he'd be like, if he's so Staten Island, like he says he is, that he'd be like, that's a bunch of bullshit. I just want to hang with my boys, which that's another thing, dude. I want to get a shot of Pete and Kim at like Sabaro or some shit with like Pete Davidson, and his boys, or like Dave and Busters. Like, wouldn't that be, that would be fun. And maybe that's another thing that, that Kim is kind of just like, not sowing her wild oats, but like, like having some fun, having some fun where you're like kind of securely a billionaire, potentially you've dated some of the most wealthy, famous men in America. And now you're going to kick back and have some fun because you're taken care of potentially for the rest of your life. Your family's good, all of that stuff. But the other thing, do you guys think about this? And I know I'm, I'm ranting right now, but like I was saying how many things I had to do today. I don't even have kids. I have kids. Most of you guys have kids. I didn't do a third of the things that I needed to do. I have no kids. Kim has four kids. And she's supposed to be like giving hickeys to Pete Davidson. Where do you find the time? Also, she's trying to free prisoners on death row. Could you imagine, by the way, if she's like, you know what? I'm having too much fun giving Pete hickeys where I am not going to work on a very important case to free a gentleman from his wrongful (laughs) conviction. Could you imagine that guy's just like on death row? And he's like, yo, your girl was giving hickeys to some dude from SNL last night. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I could I could postulate and theorize about this all night, but I can't do that. We're going to get right into the interview. I got to do 30 other things and I got to do we're doing a QA and a episode over on the Patreon and people gave me a lot of questions. So I'm going to record that after this. That should be up there tomorrow. You Patreon um, subscribers. Hey, baddies. And um, that's it. I know a lot of people are traveling today. Uh, myself as well. Like I said yesterday, I'm with you. I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving ever. You're still going to hear from me. I'm just going to take Thursday off, I believe. Um, so, yeah, there'll be a show on Friday. There'll be a show on Wednesday. Um, we're going to have a great week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, guys, Selling Sunset. I loved this conversation. I hope you love it as much as I did. Uh, she is, uh, I think, I just, I can't wait to see this season with her. So, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Smith. Uh, welcome back to I Heart Radio. So Bad It's Good. Uh, today, we have somebody that's so good, it's great. Uh, one of my favorite shows, as you know, is a little show called Selling Sunset on Netflix, and they have been gone for what feels like 20 years. And we know it is holi- holiday time again because this week, it comes back to grace us all with season four. Now, one of the best characters on that over the past couple of seasons, a newer character um, that she actually kind of like has so much heart and so much story in this and she gives it kind of this emotional relevance and I am so excited to learn a little bit of more about her today and find out all the stuff we need to find out about season four. Amanda Smith, thank you so much for being here.
2: Wow, that's, you know what, can you just, I'm going to put that on my alarm clock, that little intro (laughs) and every morning when I'm like, I don't want
0: to do it Get up You have the emotional relevance Get up Amanda Yeah
2: I love it I got a lot of heart And I'm one of the (laughs) best characters I hope everybody on the cast Is listening to this (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well do you I mean do you feel like that I mean because you you got thrown into an, a show that had already started and we got to see your journey of starting out uh in real estate and kind of seeing if you could do it but you also had this kind of beautiful story that involved your kids and and we got to see all of this and it's such a glossy show that I really do believe that you kind of gave it a lot of heart do you feel that you know uh, okay short answer yes long answer
2: <laughs> I'm glad that everyone else thought it was such a beautiful story because holy shit. Yeah. I started filming and, um, you know, I'd known everybody at the office aside from, I think Maya and Heather, I'd known everyone before I started, you know, being a real estate agent. I met Jason and Brett um, 21 years ago. I was one of the, they were two of the first people that I met when I moved to LA. And I actually introduced Jason and Brett to Mary at a barbecue of mine about. 15 years ago. So in a way I'm kind of the old mama hen and I wasn't the newest friend, just the newest agent. So it was not as difficult, you know, as maybe it would have been just like rolling up off the street to the Oppenheim group, like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know,
0: Uh, so Isn't it wild to watch your friends get successful through the years when you live in Los Angeles? Like everybody's doing something artistic and everybody usually starts out off as like actors and models and musicians. Yeah. And then (laughs) then like, finally, you're like, oh, my God, you have a real estate company and you now have a successful show on Netflix.
2: It's crazy. And, you know, or you or you go out the one time that you go out in like two months, you know, because we're old now and you're like, (laughs) oh, yep. Your film, this club. And I, bet you, and I bet you've been here. It's a small city. So you see people rise, which is so cool. If somebody told us 21 years ago and I met the twins, they were attorneys. Mary and I were models. I, and you can use that term lightly. Sometimes we just did uh, loosely. We sometimes did, you know, backup and music videos that nobody had ever heard of the person singing. Or, you know, we did some really, really legit modeling. I'm not going to like totally discredit us, but if someone would have told us, 20 years ago you guys are all going to end up on a reality show that actually people really freaking like and you're going to be selling real estate and it's going to be in west hollywood we'd be like first of all what's a reality show this is weird (laughs) never heard of it (laughs) so yeah it's really cool and to be doing it with my i mean when i tell you that mary she's my best friend like from the day we met 21 years ago i think we moved in together like it sounds like a quickie relationship, doesn't it? I think we moved in <laughs> together the next day. I mean, we've been roommates all up, up down through the years. She slept on my couch. I've lived in her guest room. We both had our places. Breakups, divorce, kids—like we've seen it everything. And same with Jason and Brett. So it's really cool to be experiencing this. I was just on the cover of freaking Cosmo.
0: I saw that, by the way. With you guys, my best
2: friend. And she I'm was like, on
0: the cover with Rochelle uh, <laughs> and Mary, I believe. And it looked beautiful. And I'm obviously never going to be on the cover of Cosmo. How does that feel? <laughs> it looked beautiful.
2: Never say never. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it felt, it's so you live in LA long enough. And it's like, those. it didn't at first. I was like, oh, that's it. Okay. You know, I'm immediately picking myself apart. Like, okay. Oh, no, my hair matched my dress. That was cool. And and then I go okay, I got to pinch myself. I'm on. I grew up in a trailer in Vincent's Indiana. I'm like, girlfriend, you're on the cover Cosmo with two of your best friends. Take a moment. And I'm such a cold hearted bitch these days. I like couldn't even take the moment what? until one of my really good friends hugged me and I was like, Oh, thank you. You're proud of me. And they was like, oh.
0: but isn't that so, what yeah. it's like, like our life, like no matter what yeah. happens, we're constantly like, even the, the best days in my life, I'll find something to pick apart at it, you know, like, well, it could have been more this or that, yeah. this, especially it's- in Hollywood. Like I, I started as an acting teacher out here and you know, so many, like you said earlier, so many things have to come together at the right time for any of us to have any success out here. So yes. when you do, it is, mind-blowing because like you said what is a reality show what all of these pieces (laughs) had to come into place for you to be in this moment for you to step into your power and your life like you've always been you but now the world kind of gets to see more of it and I would imagine it kind of means more security and things like that correct? or insecurity is terrifying yeah i mean are you scared wait oh my god are you scared because you have some of the best hairstyles on the show are you nervous like i'm a dude so i don't really know this aspect of it more like do you get scared that um other girls and dudes are going to pick apart your outfits and hair once season four gets released I'm not concerned
2: about anybody ever picking apart my outfit because one thing I know is I got some sick ass style and it's not because I'm a good It's because I was never a good and I had to learn how to make stuff work. Like I could have on a pair of pants from the Swas swast and swap meet and they cost $4 (laughs) with like, I would make it look good. Maybe not everybody's going to like it, but that's just because they don't really have good style. So that part, no, I'm totally 100% confident. And very humble about it. If you can't tell, I, yes, the hair. And I'm going to tell you a story. And this is so freaking funny. I'm a black girl. You know, all my sisters out there. We, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing from our whole lives, from the time you're a kid. And it hurts and it pulls and it's braids and this. And why can't I jump in the pool? And it looks like my best friend, Jamie, and it dangles on her shoulders. And no, it's like a whole thing. And it's trauma. And if I'm feeling passionate and sounding it, it's because now my daughter is 12. And I'm reliving it again as a mother. And I'm trying to help her love her beautiful fro. And she's like, well, why? Do-? But you don't wear your natural hair. You always have like an extension ponytail or a wig or a weave or a this or and that. And I'm just looking oh. at her like, and I'm like, go, go to your room. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're through here.
0: You go to your room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: just I, I I'm like, well, my mom was white. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's my, aunt. it's so bad. but So yes, and the reason why is because I was, you know, that was my, my hair was my insecurity from the time I was zero. I grew up in Vinton's, Indiana. Nobody was like me. So I was the only one with the Afro and my mom would send me to J.C. Penney, and Buffy DePena from the J.C. JCPenney hair salon <laughs> would wash it. And if you know how black hair is, you don't wet it and then cut it. It was just a shit show. So last year when the show premiered, I, you know, you get lazy towards the end of the season because you're tired. And you've been filming forever. And I would just start to, you know what, slick my hair up. <laughs> and I'd be like, I guess we're we'll wearing another bun. And it was real kitcheny, And I don't need, I'm don't, i not going to explain that if you don't know what it means. But anybody listening to this black will laugh their ass off. My kitchen was real, you know, not looking so tidy. And a lady reached out to me on social media after the show aired. And I saw it. Look, I couldn't. I was like, oh, did they really shoot me from the back on every single scene on season three? <laughs> this is bad. And then she said, honey, I just want to commend you. <laughs> For not, you know, feeling insecure or making a, a big storyline all over your alopecia on season three. <laughs> jeez. I oh, my her.
0: God. And I
2: was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, The fans I are great. Her, fans are great.
2: I didn't tell her that I didn't have alopecia. And I just continued to read what she had to offer. And she sent me a custom wig. So I was like, oh, <laughs> was like, alopecia for the win. Um.
0: <laughs> um I, Uh, you just real quick I want to give people a picture if it's all right like where you you're it's not all glamour for you you're recording right now out of your garage is that correct
2: okay yes but you want to know wait how did you know
0: that you told me when we first got on the phone
2: oh I said I'm hiding from my kids in my garage okay yes but hold on and I'm glad I'm glad that wasn't on air and then you just didn't read and then you just didn't revisit it because (laughs) people would have been like oh my god this poor first of all her baby daddy bounced and now she. But you got to live in the garage these kids are taking over her house because <laughs> you got alopecia
1: <laughs> no
2: so okay technically yes i am in my garage but if anybody follows me on social media out there and you see my story sometimes like lately i've converted my one car garage into what i call my mom cave or my manza cave and it's a <laughs> it's an art studio slash office Slash, look, it has carpet. There's a yoga mat. I have a, a nebula projector screen. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's not, it looks like a bed like any other room in the house, but, you know, really artsy and crafty. The only difference is it has a, you know, a really loud door that has to go up and down to get in and out of. It's amazing. I come out here, I shut the door, and my kids have to like knock on the garage door. Like if they want to bother me, and I'll be like, text me, what do you want?
0: <laughs> uh, your daughter is going to eventually take that over. You know that, right?
2: yeah well no they're allowed to come out here
0: but they have to be invited like you can't no, just I'm saying she's not going to allow you to come out there at a certain point she's going to oh, take oh, that over oh, and then yeah. lock you out i'm sure,
2: I'm sure yeah and um, i think yeah they think it's lovely i get texts and it's funny because like the the north side where all my shelves and paint and paint and all that are that's one wall my my son's room and then like the west side where all my fabric and like uh spray paints so i sound like a tag artist because my spray paint and so my
0: black mask and- wouldn't that be amazing if like three in the morning we see manza tagging los angeles you well maybe not that but you there are many a nights at three in the morning we can see manza like creeping
2: out of her one car garage i'm like ah, time to go to bed um yeah they'll just kind of knock on the wall and they'll be like mom and i'll be like text me i can't hear you i mean it's there's no direct entrance into the house so that's why i laugh about the loud door but otherwise it's insulated there's no weird like um fluorescent lighting it's really lovely the ceilings are higher out here like i really love it out my mom gave um if you look also i'll post some pictures so like yes please I mean,
0: aesthetic. um well, you talked about on the show, I believe, like when like because you started off as, as as a stylist, right? or like styling places and a design you know like that kind of <laughs> home design a little bit. but you said when you were a kid, like wouldn't you just go buy like one can of paint or something like from a very young age, you were all about style?
2: yeah, I mean i was I was Robin banks and tagging bridges at like four, you know <laughs> I so yes, yes, I was a um, I started out as a stager. And I would stage some, you know, some of the listings That's for the Oppenheim group, but I actually went to school for interior design. That's I it. have. Yes. And I didn't graduate. Um, no, I'm not saying that like I'm sad about it. I'm doing OK. But, um, you know, I was I feel like when you go to school for interior design, you you are you learn so many things that, you know, you can't just know naturally about, like, you know, how many how many inches in a foot? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. There, it gets way more detailed, but that's about as far as I I went. <laughs> no, but you have you either have a natural gift for like an eye for design or style, or you don't. I don't really feel like you can teach style, and so at a very young age, I developed this, and I guess it was probably just natural, but it was it was really like harvested because we lived in a trailer in Vincent's Indiana, and we was poor, <laughs> and so what would happen was. Once a year, I was allowed to buy one or maybe two of those Goodyear can of paint. And I would go in my bedroom and I would just like, I would change everything and I would switch it up. And so I was like a DIY queen. My friends had, you know, these beautiful bedrooms. And I would go home and I'd be like, ooh, how can I make my bedroom look like Jamie's bedroom? And so I would like cut the fabric or like pin it up or make the curtains. And so I just developed it from a young age. And I think. That's why, you know, I can make, you know, my pants from the floss and swap meat, like we talked about. And then, but my shirt looks fly because I mean, I don't know. I'm just crafty. Yeah. And I, I mean, just-
0: I think that's an amazing way to also uh, have used you on the show like that. You started off staging and then they bring you on as uh, an agent, which, by the way, is, uh, you know, we saw your um, uh, trials and tribulations with that <laughs> and actually learning <laughs> if you could do that. I mean, you were trying to break into a window to get in one of the houses at one point.
2: Oh Lord, that's because I have severe ADD and I had locked myself out. Um, you know what? It's I can't wait for everyone to see the new seasons because honestly, I mean, I have, It's not like I've changed so much. I'm just I'm the same. How except for I'm not notoriously late, and that really was. I'm like, okay, guys, we get it. I was late. Like, we get it. I was like, <laughs> but it was like it almost became the thing, and it was like, okay, the new Black Girls, like, we really need to stop. Because I was, you know, I got frustrated. I'm like, my baby daddy just left <laughs> overnight, <laughs> yes. and I became I mean- a single mother of two with unexpectedly, un- unknowingly, unwantedly. Like it was, I'm going to be late a little bit, and you know, what? I just need to relax, just for you relax. So yeah, I made sure in season. I make sure now in life that I really, really, really try. I'm not going to lie it's gotten better, but it's not perfect.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's perfect, but do we, do we see you come into your own this season uh, fully? Is that, I mean, we see you kind of, um, you know, uh, have, and I, I think you believe, I believe you just got full custody of your kids a couple months ago. Do we get to see that journey uh, in this next season with you? Yes.
2: So that, that's something that, I mean, I guess I could say, you know, I really love about season that went four and, and I love it, but then it was also, you know, it was gut wrenching. I, season three season two and three so much was going on that I that was new and just like we were I mean I started filming a reality show and then a month later this happens and I was like wait okay what do I say on camera like I would be walking into a team meeting you know 20 minutes late because I just came from uh, a meeting with my attorney talking about what the next steps were to have to get custody of my kids that were already my kids I was trying to wrap my head around so much and then filming was new and I have severe anxiety i talk about it you know in a lot of different outlets i I post about it every now and then i suffer from you know anxiety depression i'm really i'm a huge advocate on being talking about your mental health and i was it it like amped that to a level that i had never felt before and i was kind of tiptoeing around the whole story to the point that when i watched it back i'm like i have no idea what the what the fuck i'm even talking about like where did ralph go who was ralph why didn't you, there were so many. Who is your and accent? I believe
0: a former yeah. football player. And I mean, like, you know, and that, that's what, I mean, uh, we only can expect so much, but that's a very interesting point of like, what are you allowed <clears throat> to pick and choose what you share on a reality show? You know, like your reality, well, what do we want to show?
2: Right. And you, and you are, you're, you're allowed to. And I'm, I'm, I was very aware at the time that, you know, this was going to be seen by millions and millions of people. And I didn't know what was going on. And before, he disappeared i thought he was the most amazing father to my children on the planet so i couldn't you know i didn't want to pick him apart and i want to throw anybody under the bus yeah i didn't know when to say anything that could like come back and make it even worse on him later had he you know been going through something so severe so i was really tiptoeing around it because i was protecting him for something that i didn't even know i was protecting but i felt i still the need still to protect him but see you know here we are in a pandemic and however long later and where the fuck is so rough <laughs> so when we started filming it was really liberating because I didn't have to hold back I got to share what as much or as little as I wanted to share based on how I wanted to protect myself and my two beautiful amazing babies and so I got to say what I what I wanted and I got to say whatever I wanted about him and his family and the situation and and it that part felt good because people aren't saying, oh, wait, are she and Carol Baskin maybe hanging out somewhere? <laughs> like, Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. You,
0: you invoke Carol Baskin's name. That's yes. why. Yeah. No, I'm like, no I mean, yeah, but it is I your have... journey. Like, it, I mean, it's, you should feel free at least to be able to share your truth and your, your journey, especially when you're busting your ass to yeah. make sure everybody is taken care of, you know? Right. Yeah.
2: So that's that part felt good. So well, yeah, we'll see. Okay. It's, and you also get to see my design. I didn't, I didn't really do real estate on season three and four this year. Pandemic kind of, you know, put a cock in that. Re- a cock? That's what no. I was going to ask. A too. kink, like, you- a kink, not a cock, a kink. <laughs> 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 the pandemic put a cock in nothing over here. Let me tell you that, nothing. Pull
0: no. that quote, pull what? that quote. <laughs> Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces At prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Go to try firstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T R Y F I R S T L E A F dot com slash so good. The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. We'll be back to the show in just a moment, folks. We're going to do some commercials to keep the lights on over here. We have two products with us this week. Both have been with the pod before, and I'm proud to call them both sponsors this week. Uh, Once again, we have Simply Safe. Now, Simply Safe, if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. So this week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving So Bad It's Good listeners early access to all of their Black Friday deals. 50% 50% off their award winning home security. Now, we love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Now, this is, I always say this is interesting because I set one up in my room to see if I could catch my roommate, Josh, uh, uh, go into my room because I know he does. But. Now I have moved to a new place. I have moved to a house. So I'm actually going to be able to use all of their things that they had sent me for this house. Uh, and I've got a consult that I'm actually going to be setting those up. Especially, uh, I'm excited to do that in the backyard, and the front yard. And you it's really cool. You can actually access this and monitor all yourself um and i was even at best buy this weekend to get some things for the house and i even noticed simply safe was there i was like and i saw a commercial for it the other day on tv too so i was like dang this these guys are the real deal simply safe was even named best home security system of 2021 by u.s news and world report you can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from simply safe these are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100, and that is nothing for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a real easy way to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind. So take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash so bad now that's s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com slash so bad for 50 percent off your entire order your entire order that's crazy i love it um our next is papa and barkley now papa and barkley uh they have these kind of amazing uh products that um they're like CBD oils, CBD relief bombs. Uh, I told you I had been using them on my knee. I tore like my ACL a long time ago and it's something that I keep re-injuring and I had never, um, I, I know CBD is like all the rage, but I had never tried it until I got these products and you guys, it actually worked on my knee. I now use it daily and it's something that I'm going to have- to actually buy for myself pretty soon because I'm almost out of my Papa and Barkley. Uh, But I think it is awesome. I actually cannot wait because I told my dad about it. He's interested in using it. Um, But Papa and Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people we care about the most. It all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so he could get his life back. Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with their award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. I think we all know somebody in our lives that could actually benefit from this. It could be us. It could be your family. It could be your friend. This stuff actually works. Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief bomb to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, chanabador, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant, full-spectrum CBD. Today, they are the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can now ship nationwide. That's huge. Their CBD relief bomb delivers hours of comfort with simple plant-based ingredients in an at-home use test with over 300 participants. Users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the bomb. The award-winning CBD oil, Relief Drops, is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. Go to PapaandBarkleyCBD.com/slash so bad for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P A P A and B A R K L E Y CBD.com/slash so bad. And remember you guys, those are always going to be on the show description. If you forget any of that information and you don't want to, you know, hit rewind on the old is rewind. I don't think rewinding it's, you know, the button that goes 15 seconds back on your phone. Anyways, you guys, those are our sponsors for this week. Thank you so much, you guys. And now back to the show. (laughs) No, you. I mean, we did go through a pandemic and and especially Los Angeles took it very seriously. And, you know, I, I have to imagine it kind of destroyed any real estate market. So, I mean, do you guys cover the pandemic at all in this season? And by the way, have you seen this season? Do you know what made the cut?
2: No, we, um, no and no, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know what made the cut and it actually didn't destroy the real estate market in LA at all. Maybe for like Like a a couple for three months or so. And then after that, it was, it was big back and banging. And in fact, the Oppenheim group is up 100% from last year. I think we've done over $6 million in commissions in this year during I mean, after pandemic and everything. So, Look, everybody, if you're listening to, I don't know how far this reaches. If you're in Vincent, we got, we got Australia, (laughs) we got England, we got everybody. Do not put your job and bounce to LA and think that this is going to happen for every brokerage. It's not that easy. (laughs) You know, the show has helped us a lot. We have amazing agents, but like, you know, it didn't for the brokerage put a slam on it. But for me as the new girl, how do you meet clients? You got to go out to eat a man. So you got to go to functions and social gatherings and charity events and this and that. And It's really hard to meet clients when you're sitting at home with, you know, Noah and Breaker homeschooling because you can't go anywhere for 18 months. Um, So I dove back into my design like full time. I started designing furniture that you won't see that in this these two seasons. But I by season five, you'll definitely see, you know, a furniture like You guys film four and five at the
0: same time, right?
2: Yes. And I meant you won't see it in season five, but you'll see it if we get season six, because that's Well, you you definitely
0: are. In fact, just today they announced they they have a spinoff in the OC of uh, Selling Sunset.
2: Oh, they announced it today? They announced it today
0: uh, in Variety and Hollywood Reporter that you guys have a spinoff for the OC version of Selling Sunset, whatever that means.
2: Yes, that means that we, the Oppenheim Group has opened a beautiful, I don't even know how many square foot office this is in Corona Del Mar. It looks like a playground. It's like, if okay, if you... I mean, this is like smaller scale, but you know, when people are like, Ooh, if you work for Google, like how cool are y'all? It was Google, right? That has the yeah. really cool offices. Okay. Well that's how we feel when we're sitting in West Hollywood when we're like, ah, Jason, can we get a bigger bathroom? Like you guys have a pool table, two gyms, a full bar, a spa, like a lounge area. This office is beautiful. And so all of the, I don't know if all the people that work there are on the show, but yeah, they have an Oppenheim group real estate and they've, started selling i don't know what it's called working title but probably selling uh orange county <laughs> did you
0: did you watch the show before you were on the
2: show well of course because uh three of my best friends yeah that's why the, i didn't know yeah. if you were
0: like and by the way did you laugh at it not knowing that you would eventually be on it one day were you like oh mary looks crazy like did you i mean did you watch it like a friend <laughs> does like picking people apart or were you just like no, cracking yeah yeah
2: no i picked them apart but you know what it's there it there's not much to pick apart about Mary. Like she's, she's America's sweetheart. I was, well, no, that's standard Bullock, but Mary's very sweet. I was so like hoping, 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 like, God, I you didn't know if this show was going to go amazing or if yeah. it was going to suck season one of a reality. show. that's a touchy, like that. Those are waters that you were kind of like, eh,
0: you know, 75% so, of the shows never make it. So, right. So this was the
2: good thing for me. I didn't have a real estate license yet. So I couldn't have been a part of the cast had I wanted to, and I I filmed uh I was filming Dealer No Deal at the time. So even if I was I'm gonna ask license, about
0: that. Were you yeah. did you know Megan Markle, who's the other famous person on that cast? Was that uh No,
2: I know. You know, Chrissy Teigen was a dealer no deal model also.
0: Yeah, I, didn't, you, I mean was, it's like Saturday Night Live for models. Everybody comes through there at some <laughs> point.
2: I love it. Um she was on, and I make this joke because you know she's she's mixed like me, and she was on the season before I joined back in the day, and I was like, oh. It was just one season away from being a princess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: kind of. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And about 14 tattoos and like,
0: you know, probably. Like, I
2: don't know. Her family seems a little bit crazy too. So
0: maybe oh, we big to... <laughs> time. Yeah. Big time. Um, but yeah, you, you, you didn't even know you didn't have your real estate license. So there was no way you could have been on the show, but then how right. were you approached to be on the show? How, who thought that was a great idea?
2: Everyone. I mean, this is the funny part. I, I never, I didn't have my real estate license. But even when I wasn't modeling on the show on dealer No Deal, when I was in LA, not Florida, I would just go hang out in the office and kick it on the couch. Just because <laughs> all my friends were there working, I mean, you, we laughed. <laughs> so I would go with my laptop or my lunch or or nothing, or my kids, and I would just sit on the. I would hang out. We were. I was always there anyway. So, it you know, dealer No Deal didn't come back, and I needed some. I need some money. He's got these kids. I gotta feed. <laughs> and Jason's like, oh, why don't you come and. You know, can come once a week and just start being the design. St- like, what did he call me? It sounded so fancy. I loved it. I was like, ooh, the interior design specialist. So we stuck with that. And yeah, we do staging. I would give them, you know, different tips for their listings. Like you could do this, maybe do that stage this way, that way. And then finally he was like, you're here enough, <laughs> you're here enough that you might as well just get your real estate license. And I was like, mm, I don't really like to like read and stuff. You know, that sounds a lot, that sounds like this. I like you wanted to turn down
0: <laughs> the opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm like,
2: that sounds real study like, you know, I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and so he was like, if you, you don't have to like even want, even if you don't want to go out and, you know, pound the pavement for clients, if you have I know a lot of people I like to talk. He's like, you go out and you're like the mayor. You could just bring his referrals and make money. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I got my license and then they got picked up for another season and it just made sense. It made sense because they wanted to add another person. Um, I think they wanted to divvy up that blonde
0: <laughs> that blonde well, yeah, I mean because you got Chris uh, you know uh Christine Heather, you got that whole thing happening and and mm-hmm. well, which I wanted to ask really true like do you is there uh I mean are you going toe to toe with Christine or <laughs> Davina this season? like I mean, it's always I mean, touchy with those two.
2: <laughs> for me to go toe-to-toe with anyone in life anywhere it would have to like it would have to be so serious like you'd have to leave my kids okay and then we go toe-to-toe but then I'd have to see you first so even that's iffy I like I'm I, I don't go toe-to-toe but I definitely there's a there's one person on the cast that everyone's basically just kind of had enough with at this point and uh it took me a minute But I started to kind of feel it and I was like, okay, I can kind of see what they're saying. I'll just leave it at that. Nobody's really like, you know, battling it out. I think it's hard sometimes because everybody except for this one person really, really gets along. And it's like there's really not a lot of drama if she's not in the office. Everybody is really, really, you know, compassionate, kind to one another and genuinely care.
0: Don't say but, fucked up things. <laughs> but they, but then, do you think like, oh my gosh, that actually makes uh, sometimes a good reality show? Do you have that in the back of your head when you're dealing with this person? Oh, the drama! Of
2: course, absolutely. You're kidding me. When they when they told me like, you know, a man's if you like, it uh, was it was a, a no brainer for them to start, you know, interviewing me to join the cast in season in season two, just because I was not because I'm so amazing and ooh la la, <laughs> just because I was such good friends with everybody and they need a little ethnicity. Let's not lie. And I feel like I, I get to say, Hey guys, you're welcome for filling that, that box, you know, on season two. you're
0: welcome. Thanks for coming out. It's like I mean, it kind of was perfect. I mean, in so many, ways, like, you checked so many boxes for them and it was it, actually natural. That, you already had relationships with these people.
2: Yes. And it was a perfect time because I'm like girls and boys, if you didn't have some, at least chocolate, and I'm not saying I'm that dark, but I, I am black. It doesn't matter how much melanin I have. I am black. Um, if there wasn't some melanin on season three ooh, during what we just are, you know, still continuing to go through, have been going through, but people
0: are so much more aware of it now. I think it would have been really bad. Yeah, no, I think I think it's perfect uh to have you there. Will Davina ever sell the seventy five million dollar mansion? Is there <laughs> no. a, ever a I chance just, in hell that that's going to happen?
2: I think hell would freeze over
0: <laughs> yes there's just no I way mean, there is no way
2: I not love a... Davina but that was not Davina's fault I mean that was Adnan's fault that house the 35 million dollar probably I'd say house that he listed for 75 million that's you know she had no she had no chance and it wasn't her fault but um, yeah like <laughs> so, I love oh. Davina I really do I've never had really a super huge problem with Davina and if I've if she said something kind of like fucked up, I'm like Davina, read the room, bro. Like you, but she's she's really changed. You guys, I can't wait. I think I'm
0: most excited for people
2: to see a new Davina.
0: I see her hiking all the time over at uh, Runyon all the time.
2: Yeah, she's yeah, she's very um, into fitness in that. But yeah, she really got a bad rap. And look, you make your bed and you lie. And it's not like she didn't say fucked up <laughs> <Like> she <said. laughs> But she's really really um worked on reading the room and you know just being more self-aware and she's super positive and she we all hang out now like she used to not really be invited to things outside of the office that we would do as friends because it was like meow, meow, you know <laughs> is coming oh boy um she just kind of had a little negativeness but now yeah she's just one of the one of the gang
0: uh, one of the criticisms of the show that one of the only criticisms of the show is people are like, how real is it? It's so glossy. It's <clears> so <throat> glossy. How real is it? But I want to point out to people, you can see, you can pass the Oppenheim group on sunset Boulevard. It is <laughs> right there. That This is not like some studio thing. How real is this show? Because we got to see your journey, which is very real or at least a small part of your journey. What do you say mm-hmm. when people say that, oh, well, the show is not real.
2: Um, I say a few things, but I'm going to pick this one.
0: <laughs>
2: That's how bad I have ADD. My brain's like, you see, this this, so this, and I'm like, okay. you know, my medication makes me go, nope, pick one. I'm going to pick this one. Um, I say, I, for example, I think I started to say this a little bit ago, but it's, my ADD let me go off on a different tangent. When I joined the cast, I thought to myself, I don't know if I even have enough drama for to, to be interesting. Like I do not like drama. I'm not the catty girl or like, the mean girl you know i'm like i really i really try to avoid drama so i don't know how this is going to be a thing well i don't know what it is but there's something about it when you're followed by cameras 24/7 you realize you really have a lot of drama in your life <laughs> you do know, you just don't see it because if you talk shit about your neighbor normally he's never going to find out about it because he's that's your neighbor not- and it's, that's why it's called talking behind his back <laughs> but when you say it and there's cameras on It's talking in front of his face. I love that. The reality shows
0: are just like encouraging Mm -hmm. you to talk shit in front of somebody's face instead of behind their back. Like we all do it. The non-reality show people.
2: Yes. And it's funny because I watch it and I'm like, we know we're being filmed and it's like, you you know, she's going to see this. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say it on television. It's like, just because we're being filmed and you know, it seems like we're just, we, we can't see the cameras. Like there are weird men standing with cameras everywhere and, and women, not just men. But not saying a word with headsets on, just you know that that's what they're doing. <laughs> like you, you have the power to to shut up right now. But yeah, it's I think we everybody just kind of has a little more drama than they think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, um, so it is basically real. It is. In terms I of will say
2: this. I will say this. There are times in order for us to make things make sense to the viewers, sometimes we have to like rehash a conversation because I had that conversation in my mom cave. When no cameras were here, you know, at three in the morning, and nobody knew about it, and I went back to the office, and then we're like, "Kiki, haha, ha, best friends," and everybody's like, "Well, what the fuck just happened here?" Because they missed that. So then you got to have the like, you have to experience, you know, what happened. Yeah, Talk yeah, about yeah. what happened. That's it. But honestly, yeah, it's there's a lot of, a lot of drama. It's just a little bit repeat. Like you got to repeat it in the interviews. Like talk about this. That's it. Yeah, we're just <laughs> it's high drama. Well, join a reality show, you'll see. Look at the divorce rate of people that have been making it on reality shows. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, the other, the other rumor Mm. I hear all the time is, and this is, I can't prove this are the Oppenheim brothers actually two people or is it CGI?
2: Oh my God.
0: I've never seen them both in the same room. That's only TV. That could be high tech George Lucas stuff.
2: Oh yeah. And I'm actually a man that, and Ralph and I just I, needed a storyline. Oh <laughs> my
0: gosh, this is breaking news right here!
2: No. Yeah, um, Amanda. Yes, at- they are two people. You can tell them apart. They look. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know I can tell them apart. Um, but yes, they are. Both. Are you
0: shocked about him dating Chrysal now? Was that a huge surprise, or did you see that coming for a long time?
2: Mm, I can't say that I saw it coming at all. Um, but I could not be happier because she's one of my closest friends now too, and. It's just, it's so cute. I've never seen Jason so happy. Really? You know, he's Uncle Jason to my kids. Uncle Jason, and Uncle Brett. Like, he's known my babies since they were born. And, you know, they're family. And this is how close I am to Jason and Brett. The other day, <laughs> I filmed a scene with Chriselle <clears throat> And it was kind of emotional. And, you know, I was like, I just love you. And I said, <laughs> I said I'd love it if you and Jason were to, like, you know, actually get married. You would be actually, actually, really Auntie Criselle, because my and I was oh, like, oh, Auntie, that, yeah. that makes no sense. My kids call her Auntie Chriselle already because she's one of my closest friends. But I was like, if you guys get married, you would actually be Auntie Chriselle And then I was like, wait, no, you,
0: th- you'd be the same as you
2: are. Now. <laughs> I forgot <thought laughs> that Jason wasn't my brother for a minute. <laughs> oh but, my god! Um, I
0: mean, it would be uh, amazing if we could get them married on the show. Oh, that would be. Well, by the way, did you go to Heather's wedding last week?
2: oh you know what i didn't it was i I was invited and i talked you know what i mentioned earlier about mental health and (laughs) everybody's gonna be like whoa she's really kooky (laughs) she lives in a garage and she's crazy (laughs) um (laughs) no i'm just very i'm just open i'm just honest um i didn't go i i made the decision at like 11 p.m the night before it wasn't an easy decision but i had to had to stay back you know for personal reasons but it was beautiful i've never Talk about goals. Like this girl is never haven't she hasn't stopped smiling since after we made up in season two when she realized that you know I wasn't when you guys had to person. work on the <laughs> yeah. house
0: together. Yeah. And, like
2: yeah, then then that, that's when she started smiling when we were friends again. And then she hasn't stopped since, but it's because of tark, not because it, it's <laughs> very
0: sad she has such a small ring, too. Mm. That's very sad.
2: Oh, I know. So small. You know, it, I show my boyfriend, I'm like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> I'm not saying I would want something. That's
0: but I, my. <laughs> By the way, that's are- what I I would hate <laughs> to be. I, I mean, I would. I mean, I would hate to be any of your guys's boyfriends because then like you can't compete with like a, a Tariq ring <laughs> who's like has so much money or like a, an Oppenheim brothers ring. Like, I mean, you but, like you guys, you can't date like a like a waiter anymore. You've got to go big now, you know. I'm sorry, honey. But I never dated a waiter. Let's
2: just go back. <laughs> I never dated a waiter. Let's be right <laughs> now. That's awesome. I'm not, uh, a, I was never a gold digger, but people will go, man, so why don't you ever date anybody regular? And I'm like, bitch, because I'm not regular. <laughs> I'm not regular. You don't have to be a gajillionaire, but you got to have something going on. Wait, wait. I'm going to be something one day. And I would be saying this as I'm like, serving cocktails at ketchup
0: on remember ketchup. Oh my my God. I was just talking to, um, I talked to Perez Hilton two weeks ago and I remember when I went to Ketchup one night and it was like in the height of Perez Hilton fame and like, like mid like 2003 or 2004. And he walked in and the sea just parted in ketchup. There was like this cheesy restaurant (laughs) called ketchup on sunset. And I, it cracked me up. Like it cracks me up to think about that now now
2: it's equinox
0: (laughs) yeah i know like it's wild to see how things turn over in this town (laughs) um as we wind down here um is it there any truth i read did you ever date jc shazay
2: oh my gosh um yes i did that's that is true and i'll tell you jc and i are still very good he is an amazing human he's a really really good guy we were so. I mean, that was so long ago. I'm like, a, I'm gonna be 117 on December 11th. So that's why That's such an
0: old. I can't. That's like uh, historically impossible that you could be. That yeah, old. I know. And it's.
2: I'm. I look like this, and I'm so old. But <laughs> no, yeah, I dated JC back in the day, and boy, did I think I was something coming from little old Indiana.
0: Um, oh my god, that's it, gonna be mind blowing all the day. to like one of the <laughs> biggest boy band members of all time.
2: Yeah, he's still. He's still a really good. He's just a good, good guy as I told you,
0: I don't date the waiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm you, making um, myself
2: sound like a real
1: home. No, like, no, I no, swear.
0: no, not at all. Um, what are you the most excited to have people see on this show this season or even on your journey or like, what are you excited that you can let us know about what we might see? Like, what are you, what are you excited to get the reactions from?
2: Um, personally or just in general, the whole show I mean, personally or in general or both, whatever. Um, okay, I'll go one personal, one, one entirety. So I'm excited, excited slash nervous to see. Well, first of all, I'm like, do I ugly cry? Okay, I don't want to. I cry a lot in season three, but I'm excited to kind of get that out of the way. Get it over. Like they can see, you know, hear my story from my mouth. Color in like these missing pa- like pages of what, you know, was really going on. Wherever he is, if he's still, if he's watching, you get to hear and see a big fat fu to a lot of things, you know. I kind of because I haven't. I, I get to tell him off. You know he's gonna watch it. Come on, you gotta be sitting somewhere. Like
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And if he's not, his family is and Honestly, I don't know. Ralph could be. God willing, he comes back one day, and he is not. You know, in harm or I don't want him to be hurting or you know in like a mental illness yeah. from
0: football or whatever.
2: So I joke about things, but I really do have a heart. I just
0: sometimes it gets blurred with you know, humor is the only stress. way to get through these things by the way i mean like that's those, why it, so i so mean, fucking
2: hilarious okay <laughs> Brian, that's
0: why so funny.
2: <laughs> yeah it's a... no yes i'm excited for them to actually be able to make sense of the story and people the people that were questioning like they could go oh okay well the, i feel like an asshole now for asking yeah she was Carol Baskin's best friend so that and then also i think i God, it was you filmed so long for so long. I'm like, yeah, it really probably all film? blurs
0: together on like what makes this season and what makes the next season.
2: Yeah, well, they get to also see. I think I show some design. I don't know, but I don't. Really do we? Know wait,
0: do so we? Hey, do we watch you fall in love in the season?
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> 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 You're um, sure? Well, you or do, do I mean? Or do we watch you go on dates? Do we watch you do no, any of that? No, sort of no,
2: no, no. You watch me fall in love. You you just didn't know because uh, my oh. my man and I. we've it's going, it'll be two years soon. We don't, we're, we don't put ourselves out there. So, you know, I talk about it. I talk about how I'm in love and this and that. We just don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Now it's true. Your boyfriend's Jeff Bezos, right? From Amazon.
2: Um, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you know
2: what? I'm going to have a talk with him because I'm like, can I get like a a two-car mom cave next time
0: <laughs> yeah, a couple he's, of dollars. <laughs> he's really efficient. He tries to keep the the budget Hold low. On.
2: Um, Hold on, can you hear that? The trash truck is like literally. Oh driving yeah, by. no,
0: it's fine. I can. I, I do sound gate. processing on this. Um, oh, uh, no, no, no. We're good. We're um uh totally almost done. It's just uh like okay, got that, got that, got that. Um, oh, the second
2: thing I said one personal one. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the show. I'm excited. Oh, so we have two new cast members, females. Um, and I love both of them, but I'm really excited for them to meet Emma. I think that if people follow Emma on Instagram, they're going to like, they're going to have one perception of her. They're going to see her and they're going to be like, Oh, holy shit. Okay. This girl's really smart and she's got it going on. So there's that. And then, you know, just the beautiful, like the homes are, I feel like, I feel like the, um, what's it called? The preview, the homes are bigger, the real estate's bigger, Um, (laughs) but it does. The real estate gets better, it's just um, Mary finds her voice, she speaks up for herself sometimes. And I uh, wait, I really- wait, wait, what do
0: you think of Romaine? Is Romaine a good guy?
2: Oh my god, bestie, that's Roman, that's he's my bestie. Okay, we have like okay. sleepovers. I'm like, it's like me, you, me, and Dupree at their house sometimes. My man <laughs> doesn't live. It's a long distance relationship. So that's why. Okay. You're like you're like you live with your boyfriend, but you're sleeping at Mary Roman. You guys really do have a dynamic <laughs> friend group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and, uh, and by the way, I just want to say thank. You. I mean, like I talk about on the show all the time about mental health and I take SSRIs and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm very open about it. And I think like to take the stigma away from all of mental health is something that we definitely need to do. So I appreciate when you talk about it because it's just one of the realities of today, the day and age that we live in is your mental health is just as important as going to the gym, you know?
2: Absolutely. 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 Well, yeah. Thank you for that. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, if I would go to the gym, I might not even be mental anymore. You don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> um,
0: uh, finally, you you have, I just wanted to talk about this store really quickly and then I'll let you go. What is this <laughs> store you have going on? Do you, do you have information about this attract? I believe.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the store is called attract and that stems from, um, it was a magazine called attract. So I have a partner, a business partner, her name is Tanisha Brown. Her magazine is called attract and it's like women empowerment, all female, like badass, you know, bosses, like the women on Selling Sunset. Um, So she came up with this concept called the CEO project. And so it's, you know, it's this play on words, CEO. Um, It's got, you know, it's about women empowerment, really just supporting one another, lifting each other up. And we have a storefront in Santa Monica, on Santa Monica Place at the end of the Third Street Promenade. It'll be open at the end of the month, actually. Um, she hired me on to be the creative director to like, you know, make the vision to design the whole look of the whole store. She she came up with the CEO concept. I came up with the vision of how the entire you know store will look. So within, you know, partnering together on this, this project, I just really fell in love with her personality. And she's such an awesome human. And like this concept is so remarkable to me. I'm like, that's genius. So I, you know, and I'm a partner with her in the company. And we just have so many things going on. It's an experience in the, it's a retail experience in the front of the store, but all the brands are women owned brands. And then in the back of the store, it's sort of like a, not a virtual experience, but you know, when you go to like Sneakertopia or the museum of ice cream or those really like Instagrammable moments. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, so I've created like four really Instagrammable moments, but each one of them has like a very boss bitch theme, you know, whether you're sitting in the seat of a private jet, but it's very, you know, you can tell yeah. it's very female. So it's just a fun, a fun thing. And we have um the event space can be rented out. We are going to, I'm going to host single daddy boot camps for <laughs> fathers and single parents to come and teach them, you know, tips and tricks about how to to raise kids when it's just one of you. Um mental health awareness, I'm going to do single mom like little things. So it's just a really beautiful space. With a really beautiful meaning. And it opens at the end of the month. The CEO Project, Santa Monica Place. I think that's it.
0: I'll put that Ooh. information in the description. <clears> and also, go follow her. She only has like 500,000 followers. So she definitely needs more. Right? Uh, give me up
2: there. I need a million. Because
0: Mary makes so much money off of social media. <laughs> I mean, I mean 500,000. Could you ever imagine having that many people follow you? That's just wild. But we can give oh, you no, a million, no. And and I wasn't
2: joking. Like To me, that sounds like a little. Because all my friends on the show have so many more. But yeah, yeah, follow me. Stalk me, beat me out, you know. <laughs> like it's so it's actually really weird. It's weird.
0: Well, it's weird. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't I, understand it yet.
0: <laughs> I am so excited to see everybody's reactions. Everybody's going to be probably binging this show this whole next weekend. So I can't wait to hear what everybody says. I am going to be recapping the whole series on the pod, you guys. So please look out for that. And Amanda Smith, you are more than amazing. Thank you for spending this much yeah. time with us. And you were so down to earth, so cool. And uh, it's really nice when uh, people are as nice or nicer than you see them on a show. So oh, thank you thank so you. much. I, I really appreciate
2: that. That's the best compliment I tell people all the time. That's the best compliment because all of this, honey. It's going to go away one day, but I'm still going to be nice. So thank you. I thank you. I teach my kids to just, just be nice. Everybody just be nice.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that, you, you are the best. And, and hopefully we'll talk to you again on season five. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.
1: Betches.